Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay, welcome to episode 59. Today's episode is called Three Tricks to Be a Comfortable Medium. And so right off the top, I want to invite all of you to listen to today's episode because the interesting thing about being a medium is a lot of people don't know they are. Um, nobody gave you like a special slip at the day of date of birth. <laughs> and I mean, I've really, I have trained clients um, of mine that were in their 60s um, before they were ready to accept and understand this part of themselves. And let me tell you, those students, when they're ready to understand this part of themselves, I cannot express what talent these people have and are. And, you know, some people would say, okay, well, maybe it's a new talent because you train them. And I would dare say, first of all, I, everybody has medium abilities because it's not just a few of us here on earth that can, you know, communicate with the dead. It's a really natural thing of life and death. And it's a cycle and it's very natural, obviously. And, you know, in ancient cultures, it was much more understood that the, the you know, they would call it the veil. And they certainly would say things like, you know, the veil is thinner at Halloween or Samhain or um, however the culture would say it. But the truth is, is that the veil is always there. It's heaven is among us and everybody has the ability to stay connected. It's not, there was never an intention for us to be separated from the truth and the source of who we are. And we're just having a human experience. And we just come into the, to simplify the third dimension, you know, time, space, matter, to have a physical experience as a soul and while we're here, there's a, the good thing that, that occurs when we don't, you know, totally remember this part of ourselves is that we do stay more focused on the third dimensional part of us, the human part, the, the living in this dimension. You can imagine those of us that were born medium, we're always sort of under this veil of death. And so that can affect how we live. And it can make us focus on the dead more than the living. And so that gets in the way of life sometimes. So there's a grace to not constantly remembering that you can talk to the dead or the dead is, among, I mean, there's just a, a lot of beauty in the not knowing. Um, the things I want to talk about today are for those of you that maybe have been mediums your whole life or are a medium and kind of a couple of cues of when maybe there's too much dead around you or you're not able to ground or breathe or be present in your life. So these, this is when our medium part of us gets in the way of our living, of our life, of our human part. And I want to give you three tricks to just kind of refine that so you can both go ahead and be alive and you can, uh, you have some boundaries and some boundaries. I just said that some boundaries with your medium part again. So the intention is that you can be alive in your present life and not consumed by the dead or the energy of death. And when I say death, it's not necessarily in the negative scary. It's certainly not in the negative scary, but rather we can even be distracted by heaven. Um, if, if like my grandma is in my house, 
I she's a person, so I keep wanting to talk to her, but that prevents me from doing the podcast and it prevents me from living my life. So sometimes I'll have to say, hey, can you um, come back later or can you visit at another time? Because I have to focus. <laughs> and if you keep sitting there, I'm going to want to talk to you. So I really want to invite, I want to make sure right up front that we context the, when I say the dead, it's not necessarily, although we can talk about the lower vibrational dead, but I am all, I am also talking about heaven, just, you know, your loved ones or, um, you know, positive spirits that are around you that can prevent you from coming back to your breath and coming back to your own physical life. So. But before we begin, I wanted to tell you, if you don't already know, that I created a free 10-week um, sequence for you. It's really just there to support you and help you with your intuition. For 10 weeks, you'll get a video, a worksheet, and a podcast that I did in a series I did, I think, last summer. Um, I believe this series was called You Are Intuitive. And each week I'll just, you know, talk to you through the video and I'll give you some tips and I'll give you some reminders and just kind of really there to support you in your personal intuition. And even if you're already a member of the community, the simplest way to get this free 10 week sequence is to go ahead and join the community. And I believe that's on the podcast um, tab. There's a little part where you can do join the uh, community. It's a free and that will get you on my newsletter uh, thing where I offer, you know, people of the community uh, first dibs on readings and sessions. I let them know first when I have mentorship spots open and just kind of even more personal communication from me, um, all in the name of helping you also have an intuition you can use control and trust. And speaking of that, the book is also out. Um, you can go to my website. You can just Google Kate St. Clair book and Be Guided and Be Great book is available. And again, that is to help you organize your intuition, you know, kind of like we'll all get on the same page of the terms because sometimes that's the most confusing part for people. And then in every section, I do break out and talk specifically to the medium part of you and your intuition and how that's a little bit different. And there are some extra tips and tools if you your intuition is um, also caught up in being a medium. <laughs> I guess it, that's a little different. We want to talk about that. And then the rest of the book is really dedicated to the things that affect you every day. It affects your intuition, how to use control and trust it, how to talk to the guide, what is the protocol to organize it so that your intuition and your communication with your guide does not feel so willy nilly and random and who knows, and maybe sometimes, and I guess maybe I'm not, so I shouldn't do it. <laughs> So check those two things out. You can join the community. And of course, the book is out there to support you in your journey of intuition as well. Okay, so because of time, I'm going to skip the Ask Kate, although I really am thankful for all the Ask Kates that are coming in. I'm, I can't wait to um, integrate that more into the podcast as we keep doing this for you guys. And also thank you, those of you that have been reviewing the podcast, because I do want your support and I do um, really appreciate the feedback. And again, that just helps other sensitives know that this is a place where they belong as well. So we I really look forward to those reviews as well. Okay, so how, yeah, I really wanted to talk about this today because it, it this does come up in my life a lot. Like if one, somebody finds out that I'm a medium, um, if it you know comes up, what do you do? Well, I'm a medium. Um, and, 
there's a lot of misperceptions, misconceptions, misperceptions. My brain's not working in that regard. So there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be a medium. And so I was talking to a colleague that really specializes in meditation and she said, oh, you know, for you as a medium, you know, you must really have to just center and ground before you talk to the dead. You know, I'm like, ah, no, you know, oh my God, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could just mm, tune in and all of a sudden everybody's quiet and, beha- you know, and behaved. And it was a matter of just quietness and the truth about being a medium. And this is something that is really so profound when you're older and you get training, you understand, oh God, that's why I did, you know, this, this, and this over the course of my lifetime, because I was trying to silence the medium part of me. So the truth is, is that if you're a medium, like if the medium part means that you can talk to, you can communicate with spirits, whether, you know, Whether that's clairvoyantly, you see them, clairaudiently, you hear them, clairsentiently, you feel them and you might not even know it, right? You just, oh my God, your feelings have just changed because you walked into a building or a room or a person got next to you and they're dead, has a certain feeling and now you feel it and you had no idea why your feelings change all the time. And so really the dead affect us all, but especially if you're wired more medium, you are constantly affected by the dead by spirits around you and these (laughs) these suckers are people so good you know you can barely get the the living to be quiet if you need them to be quiet I mean say to a child you know be quiet and they'll like make a noise extra hard right (laughs) say to your husband your spouse, you know, hey, can you stop that? They'll definitely do it hard before they dare or stop doing it, you know. So that that's how the dead are as well. So there's a lot of resistance to coming to this work because you feel like if you say, okay, I'll try, you're giving permission for even more, even more energy, even more everything. And so let's talk about that. You, you know, in your day to day life, if you don't have boundaries, you're just constantly exposed, you know, whether you leave the house or not, if you don't have parameters in your home, then it's just a free for all. Again, spirits can come in, they talk and, I, and this isn't just ghosts, the high vibrational beings can come in too. And okay, maybe energetically, they're not necessarily tapping your energy, but they're talking, they're hugging. You know, when, when I first started my work professionally, I thought, okay, I'll just center and I'll get all this information before the client comes. And I would just like turn bright red and I would couldn't breathe. And it was just absolutely terrifying, terrifying in the overwhelming reality of it all. Um, I'm not realizing it's because I have 30 people now in my room and there's multi pull generations. And when I would sit down with my client and I would look, okay, what's your message? Well, everybody talked at the same time. And so when everybody's talking, you actually hear nothing. And then I would panic because I didn't hear a specific person. And then early in my career, I didn't know sometimes the person talking isn't the person you see. So it really can take some training and you have to know what you're doing and you can, this is not something insurmountable. This is something with a little bit of refinement, a little bit of guidance. You too can do this. So, and you know, and the other part of being a medium professional, I know if you have any resistance to it, it is because you're like, I can't even organize 
the dead in my day to day? How could I possibly do this with clients? And the truth is, is if the minute a, a medium takes an appointment, your loved ones are already talking to the medium. So for example, not even long ago, like I, and I've, I've, <laughs> I learned the hard way. <laughs> I had to figure this all out for myself. Um, you know, like I said, early in my career, I, I would literally have to distract myself up to the point where the doorbell rang. You know, I'd have to get on Facebook or I'd have to do something really chaotic to block out the dead before my client came. And then they, they'd come and I'd still kind of try to distract. And then the minute I was ready to tune in, I just had to figure it out over the course, course of years how to tell them to step forward, step backwards, you know, half of you leave the room. If you're not of the generation my client even knows of, just please leave the room. I had to figure all that out myself because I just didn't know and I didn't understand. Um, but like I said, just not even that long ago, uh, I, I had, and when you're a medium, if you have any health issues at all, they can sort of overcome you again. I'm going to tell two quick stories. So not long ago, I booked a, a session with, it was a f referral. So I already knew some of the family. So I was looking forward to it. Because if I already know some of you, then I'm not over totally overwhelmed by the dead because I know some of the family. But I booked an, a session with this client and I immediately thought I had, um, mm, what is that? Oh my gosh, I've totally forgot. I thought I had like this skin cancer that okay not leukemia but something like that so I, I started to google because I was like I have all these symptoms and I kind of started to freak out and then about a month and a half later when I was able to have a session with the client I had booked with at that time that is actually how his father had passed away and so I was like god even all this time I can still which I used to always do 100% of the time but even still I can still and my health was a little bit low at the time. I was just coming out of the jaw infection that I got from my wisdom teeth being taken out. And so, that, again, um, the minute a medium books an appointment, your family's illnesses can affect the medium. That second story, I, I have told this in a p podcast before, but it's been quite a while. So during that jaw, um, jaw infection, I had to have a midline put in my arm to get rid of that infection. Um, uh, so... I, I think I just had the midline taken out and I was still, my aura was still really low and I went to my hairdressers and I started to panic. And again, this used to happen to me all the time, doesn't really anymore, but I started to panic and I, I realized that there was a male spirit trying to get into my body to talk to my hairdresser. And so I'm sitting there and I'm starting to panic. I'm turning really red. And I, I tell him, get off of me, you know? And then I listen to him. I'm like, who are you? And it was her dad. And so because of the whole situation, I don't really know if I told her, you know, I don't always tell everybody what I do because it does really propel a conversation that I don't always just want to be seen as the medium. I just want to be seen as Kate too. So, um, I said to her, I said, I'm so sorry, honey. I was like, I, I will, how about, I said, I'm a medium just to let you know, and your dad is here and he definitely wants to talk to you, but how about you just come to my house later and I'll give you a reading. You know, I'm like, it'll, it could be for free. I just, um, he has a lot to say to you. And he said, today's a very special and important day. And she thought about it for a second. She said, yeah, today's my dad's birthday. And he 
passed away years ago. So I was just so grateful to be able to get them off of me, give her the message. And then I rescheduled like, Hey, everybody, I can read for you later. Not in this moment. So these are, okay. Let's say 20 years ago, before I really understood a spirit would try to jump me, I'd panic. And I thought I was having a panic attack. So I had, I was the kid with panic attacks. So I, you know, I tell that story because maybe you two have had some panic attacks. Maybe you like go super hot. You don't know why, which creates a panic attack. And so as mediums, the dead, there's never a reason a dead ever has to take your body over. I am a hundred percent against that. And again, that feels like panic. That feels like heat. That feels like pressure and the next step would be to use your clairs to see if there's somebody standing there or hear, you know, if you can hear somebody talking to you outside. Um, you have to start breaking those situations down step by step by using your clairs. And so I'm, I'm both trying to talk to you as a medium, trying to tell stories. So you're like, yeah, that happened to me once. That, those are little cues for you that you're a medium as well. But I'm also trying to talk, just have a broader conversation about the pressures of being a medium. <laughs> people don't understand, you know, and I really, as an ad, a psychic advocate, I really want people to understand what it's like for us. Um, the responsibility of it all. Like I said, so if you, there's a lot of resistance to taking clients because you don't know how to organize the dead just in your day to day. And I want to give you these three tricks to really just organize them, give you a chance to organize them and yourself better energetically. So again, you can have this human part. Um, I was talking to another professional about breath work and nervous system and I got really anxious even just talking about it because the truth is, is even, you know, I do meditate, I do journal, I do run, I do do a lot of things that still hasn't solved like my nervous system um, issue. And the thing about being a medium is our nervous systems can just become, our, we have a huge, a very high threshold of tolerance for chaos and for pressure that often and then we're really strong typically we're very strong-willed also that we don't know we're past a nervous system threshold until like it's too late you know you kind of go offline you can't ground you can't be in your body no matter how much you want to really be present you can't come in you can't calm down and be in the moment um my children are a wonderful catalyst to have taught me how to do that but as my children get older, I think, oh my God, could I regress when they leave? Like if I'm not every day pulled into my reality, is it possible that when they actually do go off to college, will I regress and just kind of not be in my body ever again? And so I am talking to a, a nervous system specialist and it is that where it's like, okay, I don't, know if I've ever experienced like true calmness. I've experienced moments moments of peace and moments of um, real deep breath, but that's not my typical state. And so again, there's a myth that to talk to the dead, you are in an altered state. And I would say we live in the altered state. <laughs> so, you know, what are a couple of things that mediums do? Just if you are really distracting, you know, you're really going heavy on the phone apps, 
or computer, that's, that's a cue that your nervous system is amped up because there may be extra dead around you. And again, that could be lower ghost or higher, just too many spirits, quite frankly. Um, you know, if you turn the music up too high, that really, you can feel that in your body, like that's annoying at a certain point. And so even if there is a high vibration, it can be frequency wise difficult for you because it's just too high. And we're going to talk about what to do about that. So um, another cue would be you're always in motion. You know, yes, I'm a runner and that kind of processes my kinetic energy, but it's also sort of a way to always stay in motion. It's hard for me to sit still. I'm hyper. I'm, I have a lot of energy. And so I'm mostly in motion. And that can sometimes be a cue for you, for me, that there's just too much energy. And I need to take another step to deal with the energy around me so I can actually calm down and stop moving all the time. A third cue would be an obsession for drama. Um, drama, like feeling feelings about a drama you know and understand. Like if you pick a fight with your spouse or you call a family member that you know is super dramatic and always has something to bitch and complain about. That's sometimes our unconscious seeks out the drama that we can understand because there's too much drama unspoken around us. Like I said, if if you've if I booked an appointment with a client and there is a tragic death that I'm going to be reading in a month and a half or two months, that person can already be around me. And I don't just sit around and look for spirits. I you know book my appointment. I get on with my day, and it would be. Um, you know, it's just, we have to, we do have to learn to slow down to tune in to see if there is the dead that is, is affecting our nervous system in a way that we, we do do these other behaviors to try to cope with and process that, that energy. Um, there are some clients that I have, some students that really get into the drama of illness. And, you know, this is not health advice is in no way, you know, I'm not a doctor. It's just a, a energetic pattern is all I want to sort of talk about is the, I've, I have clients that constantly have an illness as a way to process the dead around them. And I've found after I mentor them, their illnesses go away. And because they have more control around, around the dead energy around them. Um, so that's just another phenomenon as well that can be a cue of too much medium energy, you know, too much around, you know, and, and I want to context medium stuff as like, if you have eyes to see, then you just see stuff. And sometimes you're not in control of what comes across your eyes. So I really want to normalize this medium part of you that you are not responsible for what your eyes see. Our only job, if you will, is to know what to do when we see stuff we can't cope with. We, we have to have the tools to cope with it. We have to have the tools to um, process it so that we don't take it in the subconscious or pervert it like 
take it out on ourselves. If some, if we saw something bad, we don't know what to do. And our pattern is to like self harm or self hate or cause I can't deal with it. I can't process it. So those are just the sort of patterns we want to identify where as a medium, we come across things that are just simply not our fault, but you experience it because that's what you can do. You can experience as a medium. Okay. So let's get into the three tricks to be a comfortable medium. And the first trick is to have boundaries, to create boundaries. And these are energetic boundaries. Um, and you can do physical things to create energetic boundaries. And what I mean by that is I'm very passionate about making sure you have a ghost free zone or even a dead free zone um, in your home and in your vehicle, <laughs> in your car. Um, and so let me just, I know some people are, some people love having ghosts dead in their house. And, and if we're talking about nervous systems here, it's just, it, do you, do you like to live in a house filled to the brim with people? I probably doubt it. If you're a psychic, if you're clairsentient, especially if you feel feelings, the more people in your house, the more hell you feel, right? Because you're feeling all those people's feelings. And so the same is with the true, same is true with the dead. Um, I personally come from a family of violence. And so I had to learn the hard way that I, I, I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but I really want you to be honest with yourself about even your family that has crossed over, whether they get to come in your house. So I have a no family zone in my house. I mean, nobody. And I, we can have angels. We can have my grandma is welcome. But that's pretty much it. You know, guides, obviously. Uh, but in for me as a professional medium, and I have children in the house, it's a no it's a no zone. <laughs> I've said it before. I do tend to live in new houses where I do have to honor the dead among the land. And I'm more than happy to honor that because I'm not the first being that crossed this land. So I do honor that. But other than that, I, I, I want them out. And I know there are some professionals that are like, you have no right to kick ghosts out, you know, especially if we're like on the East coast where the land is much, much older and the houses are much, much more haunted. Um, I, I would do it case by case. Uh, certainly I would make these decisions based off of the, the, the certainty within the house that we're dealing with. But you know, whether you, I, I really want to advocate for you to consider having a spirit free zone in your home and I would encourage you if you travel a lot to be clearing out hotel rooms and things like that, wherever you lay your head, just to start this habit of going ahead and clearing the space, whether that be asking the angels to do it or something much more elaborate, um, just a spirit free zone so that again, when you lay your head down to rest, you are actually getting the rest that you and your body need because you're having a human experience and this human body needs rest. And that's a, a that's a spirit free, um, zone for my vehicle as well. You know, I'm, I've spent most of my life driving and then I'm having a panic attack and I can't, I'm driving and everything's fine. And then all of a sudden I feel like I'm going to die. And those are extreme moments, but they were constant. <laughs> and so I realized, again, I just kind of learned this on my own. I learned very 
slowly <laughs> that a ghost just jumped into my car. You know, so how do you know? Well, you tune into your feelings and then you break it down. Okay. I don't feel right. So then you ask your guides or you use your clairs. Okay. Use your clairvoyance. Oh, there's somebody sitting next to me. And then the third step would be, you have to leave this vehicle now. You know, you're, you're finding your voice. Intuition recovery is voice recovery. I say it a hundred percent of the time. You have to learn to find your voice when you're talking with the dead. And I don't care if it's high vibration or low vibration. You have to ha know you have the right to have a safe quiet space in your home and a safe, quiet space in your vehicle. So you can drive safely and not be affected by anything that just kind of sees your light on, you know, your spirit light and thinks that they have the right to come and affect you in whatever capacity they want to. So number two is to just really get into that habit of cleansing and clearing your aura, you know, really taking care of your physical body energetically you're releasing cords, you're purifying out any harmful and foreign energy that's in your body and your aura. And you're just really taking beautiful care of your life force energy. And often the more resistance you have to it is the more crap you have in your aura. So if you find, oh, okay, I know I need to clear, I know I need to meditate and clear my aura, but I don't want to, I really definitely don't feel like it. That's a cue for you to really get yourself up, go sit yourself down and take care of it. Get that pure white light coming down from heaven, whatever it takes. It can be very simple, white light, gold light, blue light, purify coming down, pushing out all the way out, expanding that aura because that aura is your space. And a lot of the times the mediums suck our auras in as tight as we can to the skin because we think that protects ourselves when really it lets everything get up to our skin. So it might be your instinct to suck yourself up and pull your energy in. And I want you to start the habit of pushing your energy out, cleansing and clearing like a waterfall. You could turn on the waterfall all day where stuff's coming at you and you just, it's just falling off you like a beautiful waterfall. And you're pushing that aura out because the more you push that aura out, you're pushing the ghosts away from you farther. You're pushing the dead away from you farther because you're really claiming this space and this, this claiming of space gives you an opportunity to ground. And if you are grounded, you can handle almost anything that comes your way in your human experience. Okay. So in third is that voice recovery that I talked about is learn to be a conductor. You really get to say, Hey, come here, go away. You know, say that again. Don't say that ever again. <laughs> you know, you really do have to find a way if you're a medium in the world, you're a conductor of the dead and you get to have a say, just think of it as a symphony oh, I do like you. I do want to hear what you have to say. You know, come on, say it again, slow it down so I can hear you. Or you could just say, nah, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Get away from me. You know, there are some situations where you have to absolutely say, you know, buzz off, get away, get out of my house and really mean it. Not just like, Hey, can you please politely? Sometimes you have to have the voice to be very direct and specific because if you're going to be affected by it, you also have the right to do something about it. You have a say in what the symphony sounds like in your day. In your day as a medium, you're the conductor. And that third step is to find that voice and use those clairs to know what you need to do in each moment 
to have the sound, the symphony, the music of the life that you want to have that day. Okay, so those are the three tricks to be a comfortable medium. There's so much more to learn. Um, and I guess as we wrap up, I, I do want to point two things out to you. This this is probably going to be my last year of private mentorship. Um, it looks like in probably 2024, 20, I'll be going into more group coaching. That's sort of the direction that the company is going. Um, so if you are interested in finally getting that one-on-one training to have an intuition, you can use control and trust, go ahead and go to my website and go to the mentorship tab and let's, let's work together. I have, yeah, I've got some openings for 2023 and this could be the last time to get that private personal coaching and support that you deserve to have when learning it. This is such a complex part of uh, life and being a, being a spirit in a human body and organizing it so that it's integrated and it's just part of who you are it's not this kind of thing you don't understand you kind of push away you kind of bring towards you it's interesting it's exciting but you don't know what to do with it so you put it on the shelf again (laughs) you know and also we're in October and I have opened up a few time slots for just private sessions you know the gift of having a session for the holiday is here for you and uh, if you go to my readings tab just go ahead and send me um, a quick note, go ahead and fill out the thing and I'll get back to you and we can schedule that session. I have just a few more openings for the rest of the year for that half hour session where I can connect to your loved ones on the other side. And that's all at katesinclair.com. So I hope these three tricks help you be a more comfortable medium, be more confident in the part of you that is a medium and really gives you some direction so that this is a beautiful, luminous, peaceful part of being human. So until I talk to you next time, take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, It's your birthright to be guided and be great.